you ever have trouble focusing? Have you ever lost your focus? Have you ever said to someone, just stay focused? Having served as a children's minister for over 20 years, I have said that more times than I can remember. Just stay focused. Um, I'm a type A person, and so most of the time I am super focused. In fact, sometimes that's a detriment, but occasionally I too lose my focus. Um, one such incident happened several years ago. I have a group of friends that I um, travel with, and we were going on a cruise to the Western Caribbean, and as the type A person, the first thing I do is start looking at all the various uh, shore excursions that I can take. And we started looking and deciding what we were going to do. Um, I'm pretty open to new things, but I do have some um, limitations. I'm not a risk taker, and so I don't like reptiles like snakes and iguanas, and I am afraid of heights. So uh, when my friends started mentioning zip lining, I had to call a halt to that adventure. Uh, so I found us a trip. Um, an excursion where we got to go to a nature preserve to see monkeys and birds. And part of the allure was that the monkeys and the birds would climb on your shoulder and, and be there to, uh, so you could pet them and do all of that. So we get ready to go on our excursion. They pile like, it seemed like 30 of us in a minivan, but it probably was only 10 or 15. And we went on this little narrow windy road. Um, we were in Honduras, Roatan, Honduras, and we get the whole time the guide, the driver is telling us the do's and don'ts. Don't scream because the birds will put their claws right in your shoulder. Don't run. The monkeys will chase you. Don't wear a hat or or glasses or shiny jewelry because the monkeys will try and take it all from you. So we get our, all of our instructions. Um, we get to the nature preserve and we're walking. And one of the first thing I noticed were iguanas that were the size of small children. I don't like iguanas. Um, and so I, I was able to maneuver by getting in the middle of the pack of our group and, and not letting them near me. And then we climbed this small cliff and the guide says, we're gonna go across the water to where the monkeys and the birds are. And I turn around and in front of me is this swinging bridge. It looks to be about 40 to 60 yards long, and what I felt like was a thousand feet in the air. The water below was this murky greenish brown water, and I just knew that in the water were snakes and crocodiles and disease. And I hesitated, and my friends knowing me um, asked the guide, is there another way across the water? Well, the guide says, yes, the chicken bridge. So um, then I had to make a decision. Was pride and vanity going to win out, or was I going to go across the chicken bridge? Pride and vanity worn out. So I decided it's time to go across the swinging bridge. The last time I went across one did not turn out well. I ended up crawling across. Um, so we get ready. Only four to six people could be on the bridge at a time. So some of my friends went on ahead. I may have threatened some small children around me not to get on the bridge and shake it while I was there. And I started across. And just as I started, my friends who had already gone across said, look at that bird. And I turned and I looked and I saw the water and I saw how high I was, and I froze. I lost focus of what I was supposed to be doing. 
And my friend that was behind me, he leaned up and he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, stay focused. You can do this. I know you can. Just look ahead, put one foot in front of the other, hold on and go. You can do it. So I tell you this story because in our faith, in our relationships, we also sometimes lose our focus. And it is not a new thing to those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ. Disciples also sometimes lost their focus. This morning, our scripture comes from Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. And I'm going to read this morning from the message. As soon as the meal was finished, he insisted that the disciples get in the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the people. With the crowd dispersed, he climbed the mountains so he could be by himself and pray. He stayed there alone late into the night. Meanwhile, the boat was far out to sea when the wind came up against them and they were battered by the waves. At about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. They were scared out of their wits. A ghost, they said, crying out in terror. But Jesus was quick to comfort them. Courage, it's me. Don't be afraid. Peter suddenly bold said, Master, if it's really you, call me to come to you on the water. He said, come ahead. But when he looked down at the waves turning beneath his feet, he lost his nerve and started to sink. He cried, Master, save me. Jesus didn't hesitate. He reached down and grabbed his hand. Then he said, faint heart, what got into you? The two of them climbed into the boat and the wind died down. The disciples in the boat, having watched the whole thing, worshiped Jesus saying, this is it. You are God's son for sure. Our scripture, there are two points I want us to look at really quickly. The most important thing, the first thing is that the disciples are in the boat alone. Um, any of you, some of you may know that when we talk about the boat, um, we are referring to the church. And so the disciples, the followers of Jesus, are in the boat alone, and the storm comes and is ro rocking the boat. When Jesus sees this, he goes out to help them. For us, when Jesus isn't with us, when we lose our focus on Jesus, isn't that when the storms usually hit? While it is an important lesson and one that is applicable right now with the storm we are all going through, I just want you to know that Jesus is with you and always with you. And I think that's important for us to hear. The second point of this passage is about Peter. This story of the disciples out on the water by themselves where Jesus comes to them is also recorded in the books of Mark and John. But only Matthew gives us the story of Peter. Now, I'm not sure if it's because Matthew had doubts of his own or if he wanted us to know a little bit more about Peter or what I believe is that he knew that we, the followers of Jesus, would also have doubts, and we would have trouble staying focused on Jesus. And so he told us this story about Peter. 
he wanted us to make sure that we knew how to focus, that we knew um, what was important, and that we could stay focused on Christ. When Jesus realizes that the boat is being tortured by the waves, he does not leave the disciples alone. He goes to them because it is early in the morning. We hear about 4 a.m., and it's storming. It is dark, and so the disciples don't recognize Jesus. They aren't sure who it is. They call out, it's a ghost, and yet Jesus says, no, it's me. I'm here to save you, and then Peter, who is the heart and soul of the disciples at this point, says, well, if it's you, Jesus, tell me to come on over, and so Peter gets out of the boat, and he walks towards him, and then Peter looks around, and he begins to sink, and he realizes that he's taken his focus off of Jesus. While Jesus' response was, what got into you? He also reaches out his hand towards Peter and pulls him closer. The Greek word used in this scripture this morning um, for doubt is not skepticism like we use the word doubt. The word means vacillation. So Peter has faith, but he wavers. He's indecisive, and boy, isn't that where we fall most of the time, being indecisive or wavering. We find something else that we think is more important than focusing on God. We wonder, we, we aren't sure what to do next. Um, after all, we can't physically see or touch Jesus, so maybe there is something out there. But Jesus teaches us time after time that he is present in our lives. Sometimes the decision we have to make is whether we want to follow God or we want to follow our own will and our own wants and needs. Jesus does not abandon those of little faith or those who doubt or lose their focus. We see here in this scripture that Jesus is present and he reaches out to Peter and he reaches out to us. Peter doesn't begin to sink until he takes his eyes off of Jesus. He doesn't falter until that moment when he looks away. How often in our relationships do we look away? Do we lose focus on what is important? How many of you have been at a meal with a friend or a partner or a loved one? And you or them are constantly looking at that phone, texting someone else who isn't there, not giving your attention to the person you're with. Or how many times are we with someone or, or at an activity or an event and we wish we were somewhere else? We wish someone else was there. Or even more um, egregious, we talk about another person the entire time we're with that one. How often does that happen? We lose our focus and then we struggle with that relationship. And sometimes we later ask, why is that person mad at me? When really we weren't present. We need to be present and focus and make sure we're there with the person, focusing on them in order to care for our relationships. As I said, um, Peter didn't begin to sink until he took his eyes off of Jesus. 
and his relationship was broken at that moment. That's the thing that we struggle with when we take our eyes off of someone, when we take our focus off of them, when we are there with them and present with them. Our relationship with Jesus is just as important as our relationship with others. In fact, it's more important than our relationships with our friends and our loved ones. So like Peter, we sometimes take our eyes off of Jesus and we begin to sink. But Jesus is always there reaching out a hand to us, offering us that hand up out of the waves and the wind that are battering us. But our lives are a cycle. We think things are going good. We're going, doing our own thing. We take our eyes off of Jesus. And then the storms hit. And Jesus reaches out his hand to us again in the form of an action or someone else who's reaching out to us. And he pulls us up out of that water. And then we continue to live again, going on our own, taking our focus off once again. And again, the storms come. We continue that cycle until we make sure that Jesus is our focus, that we have the right things in line for us. Peter is you and me, and his relationship with Jesus reflects how our relationship should be with others. We are in the boat together. And while there are some storms that assail us, there is nothing that can knock us down as long as our focus is on Jesus. As long as we are doing the things we need to do to take care of one another, to take care of our relationships, and to take care of our God. Peter steps out in faith. He steps out knowing that Jesus is there, and we can step out in faith as well. There will be storms, and they will knock us down, and sometimes we will believe that we cannot get back up. But Jesus is always there. Matthew gives us a glimpse of what he believes discipleship is about. Obeying Jesus, sharing the fullness of his life and ministry, moving toward him confidently, even in the teeth of the storm. When we stay focused, great things can happen. We can build healthy, lasting relationships, and we can accomplish goals that we never thought we could do or be able to do on our own. So I started this morning with the story of the swinging bridge. And I want you to know, um, here is what happened at the end of the swinging bridge. I was able to get to the other side, and we had the birds and the monkeys, and it was just a wonderful experience. Um, and then when we finished, our entire group, including the guide, walked back across the chicken bridge. And from that viewpoint of the chicken bridge, I could see the swinging bridge I had crossed, and it didn't look quite as scary from the other side. Um, now, I'm not willing to go back across that swinging bridge again, but I did it this one time by staying focused. Focus. It is vital to the health and well-being of our relationships. It is vital that we stay focused on others so that we can build lasting relationships and lasting bonds. When we stay focused on Jesus, we can do amazing things for God's kingdom. Right now, we're all in a pretty big storm. We have been stuck in our homes for several months, and the world into which we are emerging 
is nothing like the pre-mid-March world that we lived in. Things are going to be different, and they're going to be different forever. Uh, But Jesus is with us. Jesus has been with us this whole time, and he will continue to be with us in this storm and in all the storms we continue to face throughout our lives. Our task is to stay focused on the one who saves us all again and again. God is present in our lives. He is in the boat with us, and he will see us through the storms. Will you pray with me? Gracious and holy God, help us each and every day to stay focused on the things and the people and the relationships that are important to us. Lord, we know that um, we stray. We put our focus on bright, shiny things and people who are not good for us. And yet you reach out your hand to pull us back. You help save us in the storms of our lives. And Lord, we want to be more faithful to you, to keep our lives focused on you so that we can go about doing your work here in our community and in our world. Continue to sustain us, lead us, and guide us in all the things that we do and in all the ways that we serve. In Christ's name, amen.